Hey friends, I'm Shawnee, your nerdy girlfriend from simpleonpurpose.ca, and welcome to Simple Saturdays. This is the bi-weekly email and newsletter, all about encouragement and tips to help you simplify. My whole goal with everything I do online is to help other moms who are where I have been, who have felt cluttered in their heart and their home and their life, and give you tips and encouragement that are going to help you declutter these areas of your life, your home and your heart, so that you can show up, you can clear away the distractions, and you can show up right where you are, live with passion and purpose, and enjoy the life that is right in front of you. It's something I'm so passionate about. I have the Life on Purpose workbook. I offer life coaching. And this Simple Saturdays is kind of my sweet spot. I enjoy it so much and I love that you're here with me. Every two weeks we have like this coffee time together. So let's jump in this week's Simple Saturday. Babies, babies, babies. I am out of the baby game. My youngest is four and a half. But it feels like when I see another mom, and there's other moms that are having babies in my life online and offline, When I see that mom and that baby, I just feel tired. (laughs) I can see that smile and I remember how much energy it took to smile. And I can look back on old photos and I see sleepy eyes and and a tired smile. And I just remember how much energy it took to muster just being social and being out there and appearing energetic. I feel that full body tiredness of having a baby all over again. So I want to share something that took me a long time to learn when it came to having babies. By the time Dawson came along three and a half years and three babies in, I finally understood the notion of embracing the tiredness. And just hear me out. This is how it played out for me. So with Levi, he was the first. And as we know, with our first baby, there's only one child demanding our bodies and our attentions. And we can maybe catch a nap here and there. When Linnea came... Now I had a toddler and a baby, and I was so flipping tired. I mean, she was a lot of, um, she needed a lot of extra help, but I would go to bed, like, plotting out how much coffee I would be drinking in the morning. And it's fair to say that adjusting to a second baby was really hard for us. Every single day, I felt like I was failing as a mom. I felt like I needed something, but I didn't know what. I felt like my needs weren't being met, and I turned to Connor to solve them for me, um, I didn't really ask him directly to solve my problems. I just dropped a lot of hints and complained about a lot of things. I'm going to link to a post about being a mob martyr in the show notes. One of my favorite complaints was how tired I was. And I think it's just the most appropriate thing to complain about when you have a baby. But as we worked through our marriage issues and counseling, and I started to dig deep into growing myself up, I saw that the act of complaining was actually deteriorating my happiness, my ability to enjoy life, and really probably pushing people away. So I look back on what I had learned by the time Dawson came along through a life coaching lens, and I see this cycle that we learn in life coaching, how a thought triggers a feeling, the feeling triggers an action, and the action gives us a certain result. So every time the thought popped into my head about how tired I was, I felt overwhelmed. I felt helpless. I felt more alone in caring for my children. And my husband needs to know how I suffer for all this. <laughs> so I acted moodier. Um, chores would slide. I got super focused on just getting more sleep. I probably got weird about it. And I made it the key indicator that I was doing things right. So I ended up with a result of being constantly stressed Of course, I never did things right because my definition of doing things right was getting lots of sleep 
and I had a baby and a toddler, I was alone because I was really pushing people away and I wasn't sleeping. Nothing good was happening. And I've learned just so many things. I mean, about sleep and babies. And even I'm still learning about sleep. I'm that, that sweet sleep consulting Facebook live that we did. It's on the Facebook page. It was really interesting to learn kind of the myths that I operated under in having kids and thinking about sleep. Anyway, so then we had Dawson, the third baby. I was really nervous that having a third baby would kind of be a repeat performance of the second, but we had done a lot of work and by God's grace, Dawson was chill and he still woke to nurse. He still did all the things the babies do, but the other kids were up early and I was probably the most tired I had ever been having these three kids, but something changed. I decided to think about it differently. And the new thought I was thinking was, I guess I'm going to be tired today. And then when I thought it like that, I didn't make it mean something. I didn't make it mean I was doing things wrong or I was unsupported in my marriage. I just took it as a fact and I stopped really hustling for sleep. So I would try and have a nap and it wasn't working. The other two needed me and I would get even crankier than before. Um, once I stopped hustling for those naps, I drank my coffee. I like did some jumping jacks. I had a hot shower. I just could embrace that this was going to be part of my life and I didn't have to kind of hustle for it or complain about it. I knew that this time was going to be temporary and I didn't have to have a really negative experience the whole time. So I'm not in the baby stage anymore, but just seeing moms with babies, it just makes me realize um, how I was really grown through that hard season and how I could just choose uh, a different thought that would help me to embrace that experience that I was having and make it less negative. Let's talk about having a simpler life. One of the quickest ways you can simplify any area of your life ever is to just give yourself less choices. There are so many studies that tell us that having too many choices is a problem. There's a book called The Paradox of Choice that's really interesting. When we have to choose from like 100 menu items or 70 career options or 200 books to read, our brain feels overwhelmed and we encounter something called decision paralysis. It is just too much information to filter and we just don't know how to pick out the best option for us. And we live in this world that's just saturated with decisions we need to make for us and our kids. We feel the overload of options. We're scared we're going to make the wrong choice. We're second guessing our choices. We're wondering if we're doing it right. We wonder why it's so hard for us. And like, how can we just make good decisions? You aren't doing it wrong. We aren't doing it wrong. We just need less of those distractions that keep us from making the simple choices that give us a healthier and simpler life. So I've got a few areas that I would suggest giving yourself your choices and see how that feels for you. See if it simplifies things for you. And there's a link in the show notes. I link to a blog post where I talk about even more areas where you can bring in fewer choices to help you avoid the decision fatigue and the decision paralysis. The first one is to have less clothes. And I've talked about capsule wardrobes before just having less in my wardrobe and just the things I like, it makes getting dressed really fast, really easy. I can just pull a shirt and a pants and generally they're gonna work um, because I've kind of slowly edited down my wardrobe to just the things I like. I, I'll link a post in the show notes about six unexpected ways having less clothes makes my life easier. And one cool thing I've heard is some people even have a uniform. So if they're going to work every day, they wear a white shirt and black pants and it maybe it's a different white shirt, 
different black pants. But how simple is that? I just love that idea of having a work uniform. And I think even I can notice some days of my week, I'm wearing kind of the same uniform to show up to do the same task or the same like um, activity in the same uniform. It just makes life easier. Another one is less food. And you'll recall that I call this the food uniform. So I, I mentioned before, I eat the same couple options for breakfast and the same couple options for lunch. The guesswork is gone, the ingredients are in the fridge, and I just show up and make the food. Sometimes I just go and get takeout poutine though, because that, <laughs> that fills a spot in my life that needs to be filled sometimes. Less toys. I'm a big fan of less toys, and I learned the power of it when I took half of my kids' toys away after they totally destroyed their room when they were toddlers. They just covered it in baby powder twice in one day. I'll link <laughs> the story in the show notes of what happened. And we took half their toys away and they were fine. Like it was crazy. They were just fine with it. So have you ever noticed wherever you are, your kid is going to find something and play with it. It's a stick. It's a slipper. It's a roll of tape. They're just going to like play with whatever is in front of them. But when you put them in a room full of toys they go from one thing to the next to the next and they can't really like engage and just stay in one spot and really play with what's right there. So if less stuff helps us, it's definitely going to help our kids. Another area that you can give yourself left less choices in is the activities that you're doing. Um, so when you say, this is my day, I'm going to do this or this, then you're really zoning in on those priority items that you want to get done. Instead of getting distracted with all the things you could do, it's really hard to get distracted with things you could do. I mean, FOMO kicks in, we lose track of what's important, we get distracted by social media. So most afternoons when it's just me and Dawson, we will eat lunch together and then we'll <laughs> watch a cooking show and I'll fold laundry or he'll watch a cooking show and I'll go make phone calls and make appointments and return emails. I just give myself those two options so I know these things are actually getting done. And then when the rest of the kids come home, we can just like show up and do different things together. So having less choices, there is science behind it. It feels good to talk about, doesn't it? So what is one area of your life you're gonna give yourself less choices in this week? And I want to round this out with the currently list, which is just a fun way of running through some things that I'm enjoying and I want to share with you guys because I think you'll like them too. None of these are sponsored. None of these are affiliates. They're just things I like. The first one is something new I'm eating. I'm trying gluten-free for a little bit to see if it helps with some health issues. And there's a quinoa Thai peanut salad from Cookie and Kate that I just cut all the ingredients, made the peanut sauce and kept it in my fridge. And I just put that together for lunches. It's super easy, crunchy, and it's covered in peanut sauce. Checks all the boxes. Something I'm using is a shampoo bar by Lush, which is a really great company. They make really awesome products. They are Canadian as well. Woo -woo. So they have a shampoo bar, it's purple. I think it's called Jumping Juniper and it was discontinued and they brought it back. And the reason why I love it is because it allows me to go for a longer time between washing my hair. I wash my hair about twice a week and I'll link a post in the show notes about that. I also love this because it's zero waste. There's no packaging, it's just a shampoo bar in a paper bag and you just put it in your shower and you just use it as you need it. I'm reading a book called Run, Hide, Repeat, and it's something one of my besties recommended. And I also heard the author talk about it on CBC. She's a journalist. And it's a story of how when she was growing up, her mom was really secretive. They would just move without 
any notice or they would just go for these random trips. And as she became an adult, her mom and her childhood pastor, who her mom had worked for, told her that they were being hunted down by the mafia this entire time. And as she's brought into this new secret life, she realizes it could be a lie. I am halfway through it. It is good. And it's Canadian. One thing we're discussing as a family is the Q&A a day book. My sister-in-law gave this to us at Christmas time, and we used it just in time to finish up our five-year line a day book that we were using. So we bring it out at dinner and we ask a question. I write down my kids' answers. They love it. They ask for it. It um, is like a nice distraction when they're getting crazy at dinner time. And it's also just brought up some really, really interesting conversation. Something I'm listening to is the Abide app. It's a Christian meditation app. And I was really confused what meditation even meant, but I'm seeing that it just means quieting your mind and just being open to what God wants to share with you. But that's hard. It's really hard to quiet your mind. And this app, um, I really love it because you can set it for how much time you want to be doing. And it gives you some questions to just meditate on and really helps you keep in that moment. And it asks questions that are really thoughtful that you probably wouldn't think to just sit there and ask in your mind. And something I'm reconnecting with is my love of being outside. I read The Finnish Way recently and they talked about how in Finland people are getting outside every day no matter the weather and I went to college for environmental planning and we were outside every day, rain or shine, snow, anything, and I forgot how much I loved it and how how little I had been doing with my kids to just bring them outside every day, just climb a tree or throw some rocks or like look at birds, just smell the pine needles, like just be outside. So I loved it and I hope to do a lot more hikes with my bestie and our kids this year. I want to remind you that May 1st, show up on Instagram and join in the hashtag May on purpose photo a day challenge. This is going to help you get really intentional <laughs> This is going to help you get really intentional about how you're using social media. It's going to strike up some interesting conversation. And I am excited because I will get to read what you guys are experiencing and what you guys are um, talking about and thinking about when it comes to being simple on purpose. So there's a link in the show notes that will take you to a post with all of the photo prompts. Check that out. Share it with your friends and get on Instagram May 1st. That wraps up a simple Saturday for us. If you have enjoyed this show, please leave a rating and review, not just because it helps in the search engines of the podcast player, but because it helps me know you. I don't want you to just be another listener, another number, another subscriber. I want to know you. I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear what Simple On Purpose looks like for you. So leave a rating and review. Email me if you're on the email list. Just hit reply. I would love to hear from you. Have a great week. 